welcome. Welcome to the Wake Up Show. I'm your host, Dante Greco. Back with you again for another week of fun. Had a lazy weekend. Man, how about that storm last night, huh? Rain, thunder, lightning. I bet most of you weren't up. I actually have been up for practically 18 or 19 hours straight now. I was not able to get to bed until about... Well, I was in bed, but I wasn't able to get to sleep until about 10 minutes before I was supposed to wake up. And, you know, I, I got up and I'm here. I drink a bunch of coffee. I don't know how long it'll last. I'll probably be a lot... Uh, 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 I'm already starting to lose it, but I'll probably be pretty loopy by the third hour. But we'll see. Anyways, I've got a great show for you. Let's start with the news and then we can continue. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions were this past Saturday in Cleveland. The two surviving Beatles, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, jammed out together on with a little help from my friends for Starr's induction. Why, you know, why don't they ever do Octopus's Garden? We always hear with a little help from my friends. Ringo didn't even write with a little help from my friends. You know, let's get... Octopus's Garden was his song, or um, what was his song off the White Album? Uh, Don't Pass Me By... Uh, yeah, well, Octopus's Garden, Don't Pass Me By. Let's even take it back to uh, uh, What Goes On from Rubber Soul. Let's get crazy next time, guys, if you have another chance. Uh, anyway, so Ringo's in. He's finally in. The last Beatle to get in. Um, Bill Withers, he was inducted, and uh, he rarely performs in public anymore, but he did help sing his song Lean On Me with John Legend. Uh, additionally, Joan Jett from Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Probably their most famous song is I Love Rock and Roll or her other one. Uh, Do you want to touch? Do you want to touch? Do you want to touch me? Ah! Ah! Anyway, she's in and she cried, actually. She cried during the ceremony. Very touching moment. Uh, Green Day, Lou Reed, Stevie Ray Vaughan, the late uh, blues guitarist. And uh, oh, and, and Double Trouble—that was his band—and also the Paul Butterfield, Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and the Five Royals were also inducted. And the ceremony is going to be broadcast on HBO May 30th, so uh, you can check it out there. Carpenters, for all we know. Notice how I didn't go the predictable round uh, play uh, rainy days and Mondays on this Monday where it may be raining. That's right. We're always throwing curveballs on the wake-up show. Anyways, I'm sure that uh, at some point in your life travels, you stayed at a hotel or a motel. And, you know, if you have any modicum of self-respect or you just want to avoid the disgusted looks when you show up for your continental breakfast, you've probably taken a shower in the room. And, um, you know, they, they always have those little hotel soaps and shampoos and conditioners and stuff. And usually I use them, especially if I had to fly to get there, because I made that mistake once. I forgot completely about the TSA rules about not bringing liquids above a certain size. And I just bought some new shampoo and some new soap, and I had to dump them right there at the airport or I wouldn't have been able to make my flight. So now I usually just use the hotel stuff. But I always feel so bad when I check out because... Like, unless you're a 
super clean freak, you're not going to go through an entire soap bar. Especially, you know, you got one in the shower and one for the sink, and you don't want to use both. I never want to use both. I, I never want to use one for both for some reason. It just kind of, I don't know. And I know it's just me in there usually, but it doesn't seem right. Anyways, I was delighted to find out that increasingly a lot of hotel chains are partnering with this company that will take the used or partially used soaps and shampoos and what they'll do is they'll either sterilize them and repackage them or if it's been mostly used, what they'll do is they'll combine it with other pieces that are mostly used. They'll sterilize them, they'll melt them down and reform them, and then they'll ship them out to poorer countries where hygienic products are in scarce supply or they're unaffordable. So I always wondered what did they do, and I always felt so bad leaving them there. So bad, in fact, that many times I would take the soap home thinking I was like doing the right thing and I would say, no, when I get home, I'm going to use this first and then I'm going to go back to my old regular stuff. But of course, I never did that. It would just sit there in the shower like a haunting reminder of how wasteful I am. So I'm happy to see that uh, at least a lot of hotels are starting to do that and uh, I hope you are too. You're listening to The Wake Up Show with Dante Greco. That's right. That's what you've tuned into. That's right. Come back. I need my listeners. It's the Wake Up Show with Dante Greco going into our second hour. Let's get to the news. Authorities say a Santa Fe woman has been arrested after being accused of stealing more than a quarter of a million dollars from her grandmother. I talked earlier about how uh, Ringo was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I came across an article this weekend about his apartment in London at 34 Montague Street that has a little place in rock history of itself. Ringo lived there, of course, and... um, Also, Paul McCartney recorded several demos for the albums Revolver and Rubber Soul, including uh, the song I'm Looking Through You and many other classics, I'm sure. And uh, even later on, John Lennon lived there in the latter half of 1968. But Jimi Hendrix sublet this apartment from Ringo when he first came over to London, like at the very beginning of his career, uh, with uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience and kind of breaking into the London scene as an artist he was off the chitlin circuit he wasn't playing back up for little richard anymore he was becoming the guy that we all remember and uh he actually even wrote one of his signature songs there he wrote his song the wind cries mary there while he was living with his girlfriend kathy etchingham in the apartment but this may be surprising to some maybe not so much to others ringo actually kicked him out of the apartment later in 1967 after Jimmy got a little too wild one night and he threw whitewash all over the walls. And uh, I thought, you know, Ringo by that time was a millionaire. He could probably easily afford to have the walls repainted or fixed or something. But maybe it was just the principle of the thing. Ringo can be a little bit ornery. I remember I met him once out in Los Angeles and uh, I was in shock. It was a beetle standing right there in front of me. And I just reached out my hand. I said, Ringo, can I shake your hand? And he looked at me with 
at first, I could register disgust. I couldn't quite see his eyes because he had sunglasses on, but I could just tell he's probably been through this a thousand times. But his wife, uh, Barbara Bach, was standing there with him, smiling, and he looked at me and he kind of went, kind of was like, oh, and then he put his hand out. I shook it and uh, I let him go. I let him go freely. I should have held on to him, but I let him go that day. But anyways, Hendricks got kicked out, and uh, he did okay. He went on to have a long career, or at least for a few years, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Hey, now, this is crazy. I, I did the story earlier about the ship that sank with the migrants who were trying to make it to Europe from Libya. And uh, I'm reading a story now. Um, ISIS released a video in the last week or so, in the last few days, where they, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, they executed about 30 Christians in Libya. And uh, now people are trying to say that uh, the, these guys that ISIS executed were most likely migrants who were also trying to make it to Europe and were probably going to board a ship bound for Europe. Now, is that the same ship that went down today? We don't know yet. But that would be some pretty crazy stuff if that happened to be the case. I mean, wow. Either way, it's unfortunate what happened, uh, both for the people on the ship and for the people who were victims of ISIS. But uh, that would be quite a, a crazy happening, I guess. Anyways, uh, in sports news, get ready to start Tebowing again. Tim Tebow has been signed to a one-year deal by the Philadelphia Eagles. He's 27 years old, and he hasn't played in the NFL since 2012 when he was with the New York Jets. But Tebow has been picked up by the Eagles, and uh, they want him to be their fourth quarterback. So hopefully he'll be able to stay in a little bit long. You know, he's still a young guy. He could still maybe carve out a career. Either way, I think Tebow will be okay. I mean, he's got a good thing going with the broadcasting. I've always heard people float the idea that he'll get into politics one day. Uh, Tebow will be just fine, but we'll be seeing him back out on the field. Anyway, stay tuned. i got to tell you how not to handle a long wait at a restaurant. So a guy in New York goes to brunch, and he orders an omelet. And he waits for it. And he waits for it. And he waits for it. An hour and a half later, it still has not come. Now, if this were me, I would be fuming. I have such a vendetta against the food industry. I know it's totally illogical and my own paranoia, but I have been made to wait so many times while my friends got served their food, while people who came in way after me got served their food. Doesn't matter if it's fast food, a sit-down restaurant, a buffet, practically. I always seem to get the short end of the stick, the short shrift from the food industry. But I bite my tongue and I say I don't want them to spit in my food, so I'm just going to be polite. Uh, plus, I have some self-control. This guy, on the other hand, does not. This guy flew into, the ra- into a rage. He grabbed the manager by the neck and he threw the manager into an elderly woman. I mean, as if it's not bad enough just to grab the manager by the neck and throw him. Some poor woman gets knocked down. The guy even yelled a slur at the manager and started yelling uh, how he wasn't paying for it. He wasn't going to pay for the omelet. Um, there was a whole hustle and bustle, and um, the woman who, the older woman who got knocked down apparently took off before the cops came. 
Uh, the cops did show up and arrest the guy and charge him. And apparently, he was already arrested earlier this year for breaking into his girlfriend's apartment. So this guy has problems of his own. Um, back to this story, though. I mean, it's always the fantasy that when they screw your order up, you you can get some kind of, like... Revenge is too strong of a word. It sounds too dangerous. Like, just like some way to say, hey, I matter. I'm a person, and I'm waiting for my food, and you made me wait, and now I got to eat quickly because my friends want to go, and I didn't drive. They drove. Um, But you don't do it. This is like that story I did a few uh, weeks ago about the woman who didn't get bacon on her cheeseburger so she started shooting into the window of the drive-thru like it's it's whatever time you had to wait for the omelet is going to be nothing to the amount of time you're going to have to spend either fighting this in court or maybe doing jail time for it so while i know you're hungry and you can uh, you know you're not you're not yourself when you're hungry um just think about the future wvcp gallatin it's the Wake Up Show. I'm your host, Dante Greco, going into hour three. Are you still with me? Hello? Is anyone out there? Okay, I'm going to keep doing the show anyway. Maybe you'll come back. Hungarian Holocaust survivors rescued 70 years ago from a train taking them from... Hey, here's something cool. So Jack White, he was in a group called the White Stripes, and now he's got a solo career. He owns a record store out here in Nashville called Third Man Records. And he recently bought the original copy of Elvis Presley's very first record that he made. Uh, Presley paid about $4 to make it. Jack White bought this copy for $300,000. It's a song called My Happiness. That was the A side. And the B side was That's When Your Heartaches Begin. And again, the first record that Elvis Presley ever made. And what Jack White did with it was he transferred the music digitally from the original without cleaning up the sound. So he left all the cracks and popples of the... uh, what did I say? Cracks and popples. Pops and crackles of the original. And he sold this reissue of the song for Record Store Day out of his Third Man Records store in Nashville. Yes, there is something called Record Store Day. I think it was uh, yesterday or Saturday. Mm, uh, Saturday. Saturday. And uh, apparently hundreds of people waited hours in line to get a copy of this. Uh, no word on how much Jack White sold the copies for, but I doubt he's trying to recoup his $300,000. I think he's just doing it to uh, give us a little piece of history. Oh, man. The Coachella Music Festival out there in Palm Springs, California, had their second weekend uh, this past weekend. And I know my brother and sister went to it a week ago for the first weekend. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that they also went to it this past weekend. And just so you know, tickets to get in there are hundreds of dollars. And the reason I'm suspicious is because we're on a family plan for our cell phones, and they have not answered me. I have texted. I have called to collect the money because it's in my name. I have to pay the bill. 
and they have avoided me all week. And I'm thinking it's because they spent the phone bill money on two sets of Coachella tickets. And meanwhile, I'm here with no festival to go to. I didn't even want to anyway. But if you're listening, you're probably not. But if you are, give me the money, brother and sister. Do the right thing. Call me. Call me on the request line if you have to. It's 615-230-3618. By the way, anyone else can call me if they just want to request a song. It doesn't have to be as serious of an interaction. Plus, I still have ants in my apartment. I did. I bought like those little raid things. I think they are, are like... I didn't buy a spray or anything because I don't want to be overcome by chemical fumes. But I bought the little things that you set out around the apartment. And the ants are supposed to go in there take the toxic, poisonous food and bring it back to the colony and share it with their other ants and it's supposed to kill the whole colony. So far, that's not happening. I don't know what else to do. I feel like Al Pacino. If I were the man I was ten years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Hoo-ha! 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 I said hoo-ha! 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 <sighs> Hey, um, have you ever actually wanted to... Well, let me start that again. All right, that was Creedence Clearwater Revival with Proud Mary. Hey, uh, have you ever wanted to actually rearrange a deck chair on the Titanic? Well, this might be as close as you were ever going to come. An actual deck chair from the Titanic just sold. So you're going to have to pry it out of this guy's hands, whoever just bought it. But it was owned by a British collector for the past 15 years. It's a deck chair from the first-class cabin of the Titanic recovered when the McKay-Bennett crew went down there to uh, try and salvage what they could from the ship. And it actually looks in pretty good condition. It's nice and cleaned up. It's got a little wear and tear. But uh, it's too fragile to sit on. So I hope, for history's sake, that whoever bought this doesn't think, oh, I'm just going to sneak off and sit on it for a second just to see what it's like. And then it collapses, you know? My guess is we'd never hear about it again. He would just tell us that he had it and show us pictures that he took before sitting on it. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, it sold. Apparently, this is one of the rarest collectibles from the Titanic. Uh, You know, there's very few things recovered from it that are in one piece anyway so and especially a deck chair i mean that's that's the saying rearranging deck chairs on the titanic it's a waste of time um like this show no i'm just kidding this show is not a waste of time don't ever say that but um yeah it includes a signed affidavit from somebody who was there and um sold for $150,000 so You're going to have to come up with more than that to maybe get it away from this guy. I don't know if he's selling, but he just bought it, and uh, I hope he has fun. So i got a great opportunity for you. Now, if you're like me and you're worried about your long-term career prospects and you're saying to yourself, man, this better work out because uh, if it doesn't, I'm going to have to go live in a monastery or something or just somewhere where I have shelter and some food and I don't have to pay for things. So I'm getting a little long in the tooth. This might be the answer. 
the federal government wants to give you free food, free housing, and a job. But the catch is you have to live and work in an abandoned ghost town in Garnett, Montana. It was a remote mountain town, grew rapidly in the late 19th century following the discovery of gold and silver in the area, but by the 40s, the mines had run out and the boom went bust and people cleared out. However, tourists still go there. So what you would have to do is um, give tours, sell souvenirs, help out with site maintenance, and in return you get a furnished cabin, a food stipend, and freedom from modern amenities like running water and social media. Social media, I understand, but wow, freedom from running water. I can't think of a freedom I want more. Anyways, for people out there with like nothing going on, I'm being serious. If you got nowhere else to turn to, maybe look into this. Garnet, Montana, G-A-R-N-E-T. Um, you know, and you just have to live among uh, potential ghosts. Apparently it is haunted. So if you're scared of that sort of thing, if you could see yourself in the middle of the night in the woods, totally freaking out and just taking off running and, uh, you know, maybe this isn't for you. But... If you're experienced with this, I'd say, why not? Well, team, played a good game today. Got a lot to be encouraged about for the rest of our season. I had fun. We looked like we had fun out there. We mixed it up. You know, had a couple stumbles here and there. But overall, I think we did a great job. And uh, I can't wait to see you all again Wednesday morning. At 6 a.m., same station, 88.5 WVCP. Until then, this is your host, Dante Greco, saying goodbye and always listen to The Wake Up Show. And you know what? Tell more people to listen to The Wake Up Show so we have more listeners joining in for this fun.